Hello, Bill. How are you? Uh, good. Good. All right. I was just mentioning next week, game week, and obviously we know how the week unfolds with game week. So how different is the week before when you've got no preseason game and you've got a roster to put together? Is this any different than what you've done in previous years? Uh, not not too much. Um, you know, no game is the difference. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, transitioning from the end of training camp to the regular season schedule and uh, game preparations that are different from just us installing uh, our basic system and fundamentals and going through situations and things like that, but actually preparing it for a, a team, even though we did that in preseason, we didn't really do the situational stuff because it, it doesn't really come up in preseason. So, um, you know, we're just in a transitional phase and that's um, where we'll be this week. And then next week we'll be in a, a game preparation week. So, uh, we're, you know, we're working our way through it here. Hey, Coach, I know this morning, um, you know, obviously you're not, you're not ready to announce a starting quarterback quite yet, but uh, is, is is there a leader in the clubhouse at this point? Yeah, we still have a lot of good competition on the field at, at all the positions, and, um, you know, we'll let the players keep, keep them competing and, you know, see how it goes. So I don't know how much you knew of, of Cam Newton before you came on board, but um, – what you heard about him? I don't know. Are there any surprises? Is he kind of what you thought he was? Well, well yeah. Again, I hadn't spent any, really any time with him at all. Um, but you know, we got to know each other uh, from uh, the calls back in um, June and July. Uh, when was it? Yeah, somewhere in there. Kind of lost track of the days here, but. Um, yeah, so we yeah, kind of got to know him there, and then obviously being with him, you know, here. So and he, he's a hardworking kid and loves football and's got a lot of energy. And so glad we have him. You know, Bill is uh, the other competition is the uh, the kicking battle right now with Folk and uh, Roarwasser. I hope I said that right. Um, you know, not to just to sit there and look at just the stats from kicks and misses, you know, from makes and misses. Is there anything else that you could? Um, I guess, you know, use to determine who you would want to be your kicker other than just, you know, the stats you yeah, keep well, during practice? Yeah, well, again, a lot of the a lot of the evaluation comes from improvement. So, um, you know, where somebody is the first day of camp and where they are um, the third week of camp and where they are at the end of camp, that, that has a lot to do with, with every evaluation. So, um, some players, you know, start faster and you know run out of steam. Some players start slower and and once they get it going, um, you know, play at a much higher level. Some players are pretty consistent all the way through and not a, very, a lot of variation from day to day. So, uh, but you know, guys that are improving and getting better, that's always a good thing. Um, guys that are going the other way, that's usually not such a good thing. Do, do you do you judge? I just you know, overall, do you judge kickers differently than you would uh, another position on the field, especially a younger guy? Do you do you judge them? Do you, do you do different criteria for how you judge them? Um, I don't know. Every situation is different, so you know. Ultimately, um, just try to do what's best for the team and make the best decisions for the team. That's 
my responsibility. So that's what I try to do. Uh, Bill, you talked about the quarterback competition. Is it possible, because I guess you don't have to name a starter until you get close to 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon on September 13th, is it possible you won't announce a starter until you get to game time? And will you keep three quarterbacks this year? Yeah, well, again, we'll we'll do what's best for the team, uh, Glenn, like we always do. So we'll just take things day to day and – um, if we have to make decisions and evaluations and roster moves and so forth, we'll make them. Um, but you know, things can change between uh, now and then, and so sometimes you just you know never know how it's going to go. Um, but we'll we'll make them when we have to. Coach, so th- this time of year, you know, a week two before the season starts, there seems to be a lot of activity. You guys have in the past, whether it's trades, guys get released, you pick them up, but no joint practices, no preseason games. Does that make it that much harder to evaluate players on other rosters? Well, of course, the preseason games give you, you know, things to look at, but um, yeah, every team's got in the same situation, so. We'll, you know, we'll work with what we have to work with, and you know, whether it's you know previous informa- information from previous years or college or um, whatever it is, and um, based on our previous evaluations on the player, and if there's any new information, so by the will probably be limited, but sometimes you never know. Sometimes things pop up, so we'll just do the best we can with whatever information we have. And if it's less than in the past, then we can't control that. You know, we can only control what we can control. But certainly there have been a lot of examples in, in prior years of players that started training camp, got injured, didn't play in any of the preseason games, uh, and, you know, were released or available in some other way. So that's um, you know, that's not uncommon. The difference being this year, of course, it's, Really, all the players will fall into that category that they get released or become available. So we'll just have to have to see how that goes. So, Bill, you, um, you know, a lot of teams um, canceled practice last week just due to everything that's going on around the country. Can you share at all, like, why you guys decided to practice instead of cancel it for the day and make it up later? Oh, sure. Yeah, we do. We thought it was best for the team, and so that's what we we'll always do. Were the players vocal? I mean, you know, a guy like Devin McCourty, you know, he's vocal about it, a leader, speaks well. Was it guys like that speaking up about, you know, being deciding on what to do? Um, well, I would just say that from a team standpoint, um, you know, we've, we've had discussions on uh, these and other subjects all year, going all the way back to the spring. Um, we'll continue to, to have them, and collectively, we'll continue to try to do what feels best for the team. So that's you know we all want to want things to be successful. There's some things that are bigger than football that need to be uh, handled in one way or another. Um, we'll do that, and we'll try to balance that, which is sometimes challenging, but that's that's life, and we'll try to do what we feel like's best. So I don't, I don't think that's ever going to change. You know, you know, based on like all the intimate conversations that you've had with the team going back to, I guess, early spring, do you think that you have just like almost like a better 
relationship with the players because of these conversations that you've had as opposed to years past where maybe you never had that opportunity or maybe you didn't get to really have a great relationship or where it should be based on the fact that, you know, it was in the beginning of the season? Uh, well, I, I think I've learned a lot this year and um, the circumstances um, that we've gone through this year are, are really beyond our control. Um, so we're, we're just in them like, like a lot of, like a lot of the people are. Um, and so we've dealt with them and, um, you know, there's some things that none of us wanted, but we still had to deal with it. But I think in, from that standpoint that yeah, certainly it's brought the team uh, closer together and given us an opportunity to look at things a little different than we traditionally would have. Um, that hasn't always been easy and there's been, you know, some difficult moments, but uh, in the end, I think we all um, have learned more and, and have grown our relationships um, throughout the team and, and with each other. So that's a good thing. We're talking to Bill Belichick on Patriots Monday. So in this, usually this last week of camp before you get into the um, regular season, you've been active in the past in picking up players that are out there. Could you explain how the practice squad works, first of all? 16, and then you can protect four every week so nobody else can take them away. Is that correct? Uh, yes, but you, you can't protect them until Wednesday or Tuesday night, whenever it is. So they're they're available on Monday and Tuesday, early in the week, even those four players. Um, so with the – okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, the idea, I guess, would be that if, if you were a team that, you know, wanted to sign a player off the practice squad and had an opportunity for him, that you could, um, you know, sign that player and, and – you know, that kind of evens out the, the competition throughout the league in terms of depth. Uh, I think the idea of the rule would be, um, you know, say, for example, you had a couple players at a certain position that were uh, maybe you thought were going to be questionable for the game for whatever the reasons were, but certainly the, the COVID situation is a little more um, of a factor this year. Um so you're not sure if you're going to have the, enough depth at a certain position, so you would be able to uh, freeze, if you will, a couple of practice squad players so that if you needed those guys, that you you know you would have them at the end of the week um, to be able to, to activate them. And, of course, there's also the practice squad rule that you can uh, activate a player two times to the roster and then return him back to the practice squad without having to put him through waivers. So... Um, Again, I think the idea of these rules is to give teams a little more flexibility with their roster, uh, particularly in the event of a either a, a last-minute situation. You know, usually you don't have injuries on Friday and Saturday and that kind of thing. But you know, with the you know with the potential of a COVID positive test, that would would take a player out, and then how do you replace them that quickly? And so that's kind of again the idea of the practice squad. Uh, flexibility. So that makes I, sense. Yeah. So I was wondering if it in any way impacts your decision on making two players. They're both right there. You don't know which one to keep, which one you're going to have to let go, and that you can now put that younger player who's eligible for the practice squad. You can kind of protect them a little bit 
because you have the four players that you can you can protect. Does it influence your decision? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and all that's uh, all that's true, Glenn. If assuming that you know the player's on your roster, so once once you release the player um, at the fifty three cut, um, and you think you're going to get him on your practice squad, but he's claimed by another team, which you know we've had that happen, you know, multiple times in each of the last several years, uh, where players are claimed on the final cut. Um, so you, you don't have the opportunity to put them on the practice squad at that point. They're on another team's roster. So, uh, yes, if they make it through, you would. Now, again, because this year the the salaries on the practice squad are all fixed, so one team can't pay a player more than another team or you know offer them an incentive, to a financial incentive to have them stay with the team. Again, I think the idea is really to um, – you know, give players an opportunity to get to the best situation and not not be about, you know, extra money or signing bonus or something like that for a practice squad player. So, you know, theoretically, um, you know, players would, would probably want to sign with teams where uh, they would have the best chance to be activated and play and, you know, double or triple their salary, depending on what their, how many years of service they had in the league. But, um, you know, that's, I think that's kind of the idea of the rule. We'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, but not not every player that is released by a team signs with that team's practice squad. Sometimes they move from team to team. This year, um, all players are eligible for the practice squad, which is also a new rule. So you could, you know, keep a veteran player. Um, but you know, most veteran players would want to play. So if if somebody else offered him a roster spot, uh, no, there's guys that would terminate, right? Guys that have over, that are vested, that have over four years of experience. When they're released at the 53 cut, they're not you know, on waivers; they're just free agents. So then they would have the option to, um, you know, sign with whoever they wanted to. Um, would they rather sign on on a practice squad uh, rather than another roster? I mean, they could, but financially. It, it would be, you know, a fraction of what they would make on the roster. So there are, there's a lot of moving parts there. Um, so, well, you know, it, 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 they're all separate and independent. I don't know if there's one set rule. You just have to pick it case by case and try to figure it out. So, Coach, I heard, saw that uh, Cam Newton wasn't at practice, excused absence. Do you expect him back tomorrow? Uh, we'll see, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about another one, too, about the running back situation. You know, very diverse group. Um, guys can do a bunch of different things. Um, one guy that we really don't know much about as far as fans, I know you see him all the time, is Damian Harris. So where does he sort of fit in? What have you seen from him? Well, Damian's, uh, you know, was a, a guy did a, a real good job for us, grew a lot last year. Um, he's a good player, but our running back, uh, position was was very deep. Um, unlike the year before, when we were playing wide receivers at running back and things like that, this year, last year, it was was a very deep position, and a very healthy position. Um, but Damien's received a lot more opportunity this year uh, in camp so far to um, you know show his talents and his versatility and his dependability, and he's done that. Uh, he's had a real good camp, so. Um, Again, I think we have good depth at that position, and um, you know, I mean, of course, it's you know, Brandon Bolden not being here is. I mean, he's a very difficult guy to replace because of his experience and and versatility. But 
you know, well, Harris will, you know, has certainly had a good a good camp for us, and you know, we signed Lamar Miller, and so we'll see how all that all that works out. I should probably turn my mic on. There you go. Um, it's always good. Yeah. So, uh, Coach, the um, so there's a new book coming out it's called Dynasty, uh, written by Jeff Benedict. And I was just seeing some quotes uh, where he was uh, complimenting you. Uh, he said you are illuminating and thoughtful. Um, so I'm going to give you an opportunity. Any spoiler alerts? You want to give us any, uh, any like, you know, really good juicy nuggets from the book? Or should we just have to wait and read it ourselves? Um, well, I haven't read it. Um, and I never spoke to uh, Jeff about the book. Um he emailed me a couple of questions, and you know I answered those. But that's really about it. So oh, so no, you you guys uh, didn't chat on the really. phone. No. Okay. Uh, so I really don't know very much about the content of the book or anything. Um, and I, I, as I said, I really had a very minimal interaction with him uh, on it. I mean, I was aware that he was writing it, but I didn't. Yeah, my. My input on interaction on that was, I would say, pretty minimal. So, and I doubt I'll even be mentioned in it. So, is it? Is it? I'm just curious because um, if it took you like 20 years to watch um, The Sopranos, <laughs> how long do you do you think it would take you for to, to read the book Dynasty? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there's no yeah, there Mercedes. Of, there are a lot of books that have been published about the Patriots that I haven't read, yeah. you know, in recent years. So, that, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I was here for uh, all that time. I think I have a pretty good um, knowledge of you know how things went and what what transpired and um, so forth. So I'm fairly content with the knowledge that I have on that. Um, so. Okay, well, there's there, there's no question of the of of the week, Coach. So you're actually this is like a birthday for you. Like we don't have to bug you with, you know, like you know some drive of the week or anything like that. I just kind of did it for you. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, a plus. I would like to follow up on one bill because we were talking about this last week with uh, with Gilmore, and when you were asked about Cam Newton back at practice tomorrow, you said we'll see. W- what is the protocol? You guys are not in a bubble, but if somebody leaves and they have to go away to deal with family business or whatever is there a certain protocol days test they have to take before they can come back in or can they just walk in the very next day no there's absolutely a protocol for um players uh coaches um there you know there are three levels of um three categories of people tier one tier two and tier three and they're testing protocols for each of those tiers and uh they're or uh, policies and rules uh, for people that, um, you know, don't test for one reason or another, depending on um, what the situation is and so forth. So that, that's all, yeah, that's all covered. There really are no, it's, it's very black and white. So whatever, whatever it is it is. And um, we'll is it more than one day to do whatever. that bill more than one day? Yeah, again, it depends on what the there there are a variety of situations uh, that could come up. So, you know, we've dealt with, um, you know, we've already dealt with a number of things, um, and I'm sure that we'll have other ones that will fall. Some will be similar, some will be different. So we'll just you know, take them individually as they come. 
All right. Conversation with the coach brought to you by Putnam Investments, Putnam Investments and the New England Patriots, proud partners committed to an active game plan on and off the field. Talking about a game plan. We'll actually talk about a game next Monday. Nice. We'll talk to you then. <laughs> Fantasy draft. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Good, thanks, yeah. coach. All right, coach. Have, have a good right, week, Chris coach. Yep. Thanks, Len. All See right. You later. Talk to you soon. Yeah, Bill bye. Belichick. Bill Belichick right here on OMF. Oh.